You heard a calling from a void deep inside and you answered ready and found yourself here at Karen's Couch. Welcome to your quest of personal mastery. Welcome back to Karen's Couch. Wow, I'm so thrilled and overwhelmed by the response that the podcast has had. Thank you to everybody that has tuned in and downloaded. We're already up to 700 downloads and this is only our fourth show. So I'm really, really grateful and so excited to have you guys on the ride. So thank you for being a part of the Karen's Couch family. Today I'm going to launch straight in because I've got something pretty cool to share with you. Um, Alison sent me a text message and also a voicemail message on SpeakPipe last week asking me to talk about something that occurred to her during a presentation that I delivered live. And this was really fascinating to me. Alison approached me after the presentation, gave me a hug and said, your, your energy is amazing, Karen. And when she said that to me, I, I kind of felt the same way about her. You know, sometimes when you're a speaker and you look out in the audience, there are certain people that you gravitate towards. And Alison was definitely one of those. And I said to her, you know, same for you, sister. This is amazing. Thank you for the compliment. I really appreciate it. And then she sent me a message asking me, how, one, do I maintain my level of energy? And two, how do I stay so connected to myself because the presentation that I delivered was about resilience and I took a slightly different tact on resilience which I will actually do a podcast show on it um, for you guys because it is a slightly different angle to what we're used to um, but she mentioned the resilience and she, she mentioned how you know um, I managed to maintain this high vibe and then you know communicate that to others so I thought I would share that with you guys on today's podcast because I felt it was kind of interesting. The next thing I did this morning, which really made it, you know, confirmed in my mind was I went outside and if you've been following me on Facebook and Instagram, you'll see that I've posted a couple of pictures of my giant peace lily and his name is Douglas. And Douglas has been a part of my family for the last 10 years. Now, Douglas is... Um, more than just a peace lily to me. Douglas is a source of consciousness. And I know that that sounds a bit bizarre, but when there are times when I am out of my skin bag, out of my mind, and I can't bring myself back, and I feel like I um, am struggling too much, and you guys know what that's like. We're all human. Sometimes life gets the best of us. And it's those occasions that I'll walk over to Douglas and I'll hold his little leaves and I'll hand my problems over to him because I figure Douglas is way closer to consciousness as are our trees and our flowers than what I am simply because Douglas doesn't have to wade through the quagmire of mental noise and limiting beliefs and uh, self-sabotage and I can't and I'm not good enough and why me's. He doesn't have to wade through all of that. He's directly connected to consciousness. So I hand my problems to Douglas and then I leave them with him. And invariably, every time, without fail, I have found that when I go to Douglas for an answer or if I go to Douglas for inspiration and I hold his leaves, I find myself being supercharged and I 
I, I don't know if you guys have ever felt like that. You know, what prompted me to, um, and there's a method in my, my madness, I'll explain why I'm telling you this story in a moment. If you've ever been walking through a forest or a rainforest and you always find that you, when you come out the other side, you're pretty charged, you feel pretty rejuvenated. Sometimes I feel a little tired after I've been in a rainforest, but I always feel renewed and I feel refreshed and I feel grounded. And so my relationship with Douglas is a way for me to get that same sensation, but in the suburbs. <laughs> And I have uh, three giant peace lilies and I have four smaller peace lilies because I really love the flowers that they throw. I think that they're absolutely stunning. And I find the more love and connection I give to my peace lilies, the more frequently they throw their flowers. And it's amazing. Douglas has always been the same for me. The more connected I am to him, the more I talk to him and hold his leaves and share love with him like I really try and push the love out through my hands um, to his leaves I have found that Douglas has just flourished and he's been the most extraordinary um, peace lily I've ever seen when we started renovating our house recently we moved out of the house for nine weeks and Douglas was by himself with our tradies and builders when I came home, Douglas was waterlogged. He, um, the roots were smelly. The, the soil was very smelly and he was well and truly, very, he was almost black and he was well and truly drooped. So I popped up some pictures of Douglas onto my social media saying, help, 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 somebody help me. I washed his roots. I took the soil out. I replaced it. Um, I've put sea soil in there and fertilizer and I hold his hands. And I tell him how loved he is. And I've cut him back, but Douglas is still not improving at all, not even slightly. And it's been two or three weeks now. So what prompted me to tie my relationship with Douglas in to the question that Alison has asked is connection. Because this morning I went out to Douglas and I held his leaves close to my heart and I was stroking his leaves and I was telling him how precious he is. And what's really quite amazing was I felt this deep sense of um, aloneness from him. Now, whether that's true or not true or right or not right, I can never know. And whether that's just a reflection of myself, I can never know. I, I, I don't feel lonely. I feel very connected and plugged in right now. So I don't, I don't feel like it's me, but it, it could be. Who knows? Who knows? But I'm just going with it so with Douglas I felt this deep connection and this deep sense of loneliness and sadness in him but also exhaustion and as I lifted his leaves up and I held his leaves to my heart and I was just gently stroking his leaves telling him how precious he was and that I'm here and that he's not by himself I began to sense within myself that it was my human that was connecting to his consciousness, which felt to me, this is just very much to me, a little inadequate. And I felt that if this was going to work, I was going to have to find the consciousness, the God self within myself and give Douglas that because I felt that he potentially had forgotten a little bit about how and who he is. But maybe his exhaustion 
just didn't give him the energy to keep it up. So I sat out there with Douglas holding his leaves for about 20 minutes and then I decided to come in and do this podcast. So I'm sitting here in my bedroom right now doing my podcast with you guys. So let me tie this in for you in terms of how it makes sense. With Douglas, the feeling of connection and the feeling of consciousness, what I came to realize there this morning was that my human existence is magical and I love it and I'm grateful for it. It's the vehicle by which I do everything. But there is another aspect of me that, and you and all of us, that we tap into occasionally if we're not aware of it. Sometimes we'll get a glimpse of a personal power or we'll get a glimpse of how great we think we could be or, you know, enormous possibilities and we get this sense of inspiration and energy and enthusiasm and drive and personal oomph, you know. But then other times it's just totally not there. And then other times we're just living life randomly. You wake up, we brush our teeth, we have our breakfast, we go to work, we come home, we make dinner and we go to bed. And then the next day is exactly the same. And life is relatively random. So I like to think of life in three different components, you know, when we're conscious and aware, (coughs) excuse me, when we're unconscious and unaware and life is pretty random. Um, And then also when we are um, just, (laughs) when we're tired, we're exhausted and we're completely unplugged. So what prompted this podcast this morning is Alison's question of energy, what, I, what occurred with Douglas, and then how I manage myself and keep myself aware of my consciousness. When I'm speaking, I have a ritual before I go on stage. I have a ritual before I speak even on the podcast here. I have a ritual before I do my Facebook Lives where I connect to the highest version of myself and that can be you know depending on what language you use I'm totally okay with using God I'm totally okay with using universe I don't have a hang up around any of the words but I absolutely know that there is a power that exists within me call it what you like but there is a power that exists within me that when I look at a Douglas or a flower or a tree or a grass or another person or my dogs or any dogs animals anything There is absolutely a sense of connection to those things that I feel. If I just look without seeing, then yeah, I'll just walk straight past it. But if I take a moment and study the veins in a leaf, or if I take a moment and smell the roses, or I smell the smell of the ocean, instantly, the minute I become incredibly present to whatever it is that I'm experiencing, I'm instantly connected to it and I can feel it. And it's that that exists within me, that exists within you, that exists within consciousness, but is not of us. It is in us, but it is not of us. It's something beyond us. It's it's an expression of, of creativity that is bigger than us. And when we connect to it, we feel its power. We feel its majesty. We feel its beauty. We feel the you know, I often find myself in awe when I'm standing in a rainforest or going for a bushwalk or, or down at the beach. I'm in awe of what I'm surrounded by. And I often wonder why I don't do it more often. Jeepers. <laughs> Give me more Douglases. 
So I think, well, I know that there is this, there is this consciousness, there's a power that is in us, but not of us, call it universe, call it God, call it um, higher self, whatever it is, there is something we all know that exists beyond the mundane human expression. There is something bigger than that, that exists within us. And how, Alison, hopefully this answers your question now that I'm getting to the point. Good grief, 12 minutes in. So how I manage my energy is I stay connected to that power source that is not my belief in myself. It's not my uh, experiences that, that have shown me I can do it. It's not because my mum said I was beautiful and that I was observant and clever. And it's not because I get accolades and recognition from people downloading my podcasts or you know, coming to my events. It's not got anything to do with any of that. It has everything to do with my ability to stay connected. Now, I have to say, you know, a lot of us will, a lot of questions that I get and a lot of us, and I, you know, I often even ask them myself sometimes when I get lost, but we'll often say, you know, how do you stay so connected? Like, how do you, how do you stay plugged in to your higher power all the time? Well, here's the thing, my darling friends, pay attention or pay with pain, be aware or be unconscious. We are the only sentient beings with the ability to be deliberately conscious. Now, if we don't capitalize on that and we just allow life to be random, then yes, you'll always be asking, how do I manage my energy? How do I get better? How do I grow? How do I expand? How do I reach for those beautiful things that I want to have in my life? And you'll always be asking those questions because you're completely unplugged. You're not aware. You're not spending your life plugged in and connected to that higher power and that higher version of yourself. And if you've never experienced it, then all I can say, I mean, there's a, well, there's a lot that I'll say on it. And if you guys have got questions on this, please send them through to me. I'm running Mindset Mastery on the 10th and 11th of February up here on the Sunshine Coast. And it's going to be at the Changing Habits Farm. So if you've never experienced a connection to that higher power within yourself, then come to Mindset Mastery. It's all about knowing yourself as infinite. Knowing yourself as that unlimited power source that when you're so tired and you have no energy and you have no clue and you have no direction what you do have is awareness and what you do have is connection to the consciousness connection to the self connection to the higher power and when you're connected more than what you're disconnected or unaware then life becomes a journey of creativity where you create your experiences rather than life impacting and inflicting itself upon you, you inflict yourself upon life, for want of a better word. Inflict? I don't know if that's really the right word, but it's all that's coming to me right now. Impose. How about we go with impose? You impose your creativity on life. Now, here's the thing that I just want to, I just want to throw out there quickly with you guys. Life was never meant to be such a struggle and strain. We were never meant to feel so powerless. We were never meant to be so disconnected and unplugged. Yet here we are. And we ask the question, how do I manage my energy? How do I manage my own personal creation? 
and my own experiences in life as opposed to having life just be random and me being at the effect of that. We ask that question because we're disconnected and distracted. Our computers, our work, our, our family, our food, oh my God, food is one of the greatest sources of distraction. Um, all of the things that take us away from monitoring self-consciousness, meaning being conscious of yourself, being aware of yourself, everything that stops you from self-awareness and self-consciousness is a distraction. Now, of course, we've got our kids and you're going to be there for your kids, but you can still be there for your kids while you're self-aware. It doesn't mean you have to be self-sacrificing in order to be for your family. In fact, the opposite is true. Being self-aware while being present for others is the key. It's the trick. You know, the Dalai Lama said it's easy to meditate in silence, but the key is to learn meditation amongst chaos. And oh my word, isn't that powerful? The same is true for life. You still have to brush your teeth. You still have to go to work. You still have to pay your mortgage. You still have to make your dinner. You still have to go to the birthday party on the weekend. You still have to mop the floor and vacuum and dust. You still have to do all of those things. But the difference in the quality of life that we experience, doing all of the usual things, because I do all the usual things, so the quality of our experience of life is determined by our level of self-consciousness and self-awareness. The more conscious and the more aware we are of the self, the greater the quality of the life. Simply because if I am more self-aware and if I am more self-conscious, I am able to handle and manage my energy in any given moment. And what I choose to impose on life in that moment is my choice. And if I'm so tired I need to sleep, that is what I am posing. That's what I am imposing upon life. But if I'm on stage or if I'm delivering a podcast or if I'm having a conversation with a client or I'm envisioning a new future for myself or bringing on a new client and I've got two spots vacant next year for coaching. So I'm sitting here, you know, now and I'm envisioning who those clients are going to be and what kind of experience I want to have for them. You know, those sorts of, that sort of imposing of the self on life is actually what life is supposed to be like. We are not put here to have life impose itself on us because then we have no say. Yet we are the only beings that are sentient, that have the capability of creativity, consciousness and self-awareness. Self-awareness. What are we doing? We are not using that. We are not utilizing that because we are so caught in distractions. And the worst thing that ever happened to us was mobile phones. It is the worst thing. We don't use our technology with intention. Our technology totally uses us. So it's just distractions. And all the mental noise, man, distractions. Carrying around shizzle that's occurred yesterday, the day before, the month before, the year before, back when you were seven, what your mother said when you were three. For goodness sake, we're carrying all of that around in between our two ears as complete distractions, keeping us apart from self-awareness and self-consciousness. We can do so much better than that. So I hope, guys and gals, that today you have had a bit of exposure 
to how you can expand yourself into being more in control of your energy, being more in control of what you bring to the moment. And just keep thinking to yourself, you know what? Suffering is suffering. Suffering sucks. And we know that it sucks because there is an opposite. If there was no alternative to suffering, we wouldn't want to escape it. We would just accept it. Like we just accept that the the grass is green. We don't go looking for purple grass. So suffering, we look for the escape from suffering simply because we know there is an alternative. And we look at our lives and we say there must be more to life than this. Well, you're damn right there is. And the reason that you can say that is because you do know that there is an alternative. Sometimes we just don't know how to access it. And hopefully today's podcast will give you at least one small step in the right direction of how to access a life where you impose your energy on life as opposed to life simply being random and then you're at the effect of it. And in a nutshell, self-awareness is the key. Know what you're doing. Know what you're thinking. Be conscious of what you're saying. Be conscious of how you feel right now. And if it doesn't feel great, change it. You are the one who creates every single feeling that exists inside of your skin bag. No one and nothing else has crawled inside of your skin bag and begun to manipulate your emotions and the, the, the neuropeptides that are released from the brain. No one is doing that other than you. So it doesn't matter whether you have had a fight or whether you are um, feeling insecure about something or you're nervous or you're uncertain or you're irritated. Do you know what? You're doing it all to yourself. And I know that that sounds harsh, but technologically and psychologically and scientifically, we all are. We're all doing all of it to ourselves. So it's fascinating when you think about life like that. Because you always have the choice to say, well, right now I'm feeling irritated or right now I'm feeling triggered. And, you know, perfect example, and I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks back. A couple of weeks ago was the Bali bombing 20-year anniversary. Man, was I triggered and I was triggered for weeks. And I was devastated. I was crying. All new memories came up for me. I was what in typical what they would call post-traumatic stress. I was flashbacks, sounds, noises, memories, faces, sadness. Wow. Like it was well and truly present for me. But here is the thing that came. Well, well not the thing. Here is what came alongside that post-trauma stress. Self-awareness rode right alongside of it. So I was very aware of what I was feeling and the part of me that was feeling it and the sadness and the devastation and the depression. There's another side of me saying, this is okay. You are going to get through this. I'm watching and I'm going to get us through this. So there are multiple, and there might be multiple personalities, but there are multiple aspects of us and self-awareness is always the part of us that is beyond whatever is occurring. So see if you can locate that self-awareness. See if you can locate the awareness of your thoughts right now. Think about what you're thinking about. And now who's doing the thinking? (laughs) 
If you can be aware of a thought, there is another aspect of you that is doing the awareness. So there's the awareness, there's the thought, and there's the part of you that is aware of the thought, that's kind of watching the thought. If you stub your toe, there's the pain, there's the awareness of the pain, but then there's another part of you that is aware that you're in pain. If you um, eat something, there's the taste, but then there's the awareness that the taste is contrary and you don't like it. So there are multiple aspects to us. I want you to try and tune into the awareness piece. Become aware of your thoughts. That's really the quickest way to tap into awareness. Just become aware of your thoughts. Become aware of what you're doing. Feel yourself walk on the ground. Become aware of what you're eating. Pay attention because when we don't pay attention, we always pay with pain. So, Alison, my darling heart, I hope that this podcast has been of interest to you today um, and it's answered your questions. For anybody else who has any questions for me at all, please send them through on SpeakPipe. The link is right underneath in the copy here if you're on iTunes or Spotify. Um, it's right here and you can just click on the link and send me a message. I'm so excited to be doing these podcasts with you guys again. Thank you again for everybody tuning in. This is just a wonderful experience for me. And I love the fact that me and my self-awareness are having such a ball with you. Have an amazing day, everybody. I'm going to tune in with you again next week right here on Karen's Couch. Have a great week until then. Bye for now.